come with us as we do this episode right now about IP animation and what we do with it. It's good, it's great, what will we do? Maybe Witcher, maybe Star Wars, maybe Mass Effect 2. Wow, I didn't yeah, mean that, that is, to rhyme. That, but... that is a Witcher um, song you were doing, weren't you? Was it? Or was it? Was it not? Was it not? I was like, dun, 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 I was, dun, 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 I was leaning more towards like dun, Critical dun, Role, to be dun, honest. But we really should do it on the podcast. We but welcome back everyone to NMI when you need what info. Hey, welcome copyright people. If you want to copyright Yay. us, now's the time. Yay! Bonus episode time. Bonus episode time. Uh, so obviously, you know, as you just saw with our recent episode yeah. for the Flash review and spoiler discussion, we were telling you we were going to release a second episode. This could be on the Friday as well, or it could be on the Tuesday. If you're getting this on the Friday, yay! If you're getting this on the Tuesday, I had a rest. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> James is still oh, trying to figure it's out. Skyrim. It's that's it. It's a Dragonborn comes. Oh my god, I can't believe we didn't actually think about it's that, to be honest. Sky, it's Skyrim. That's Skyrim. fucking hilarious, to be honest. We didn't get that. Especially, how many times have you played Skyrim? I mean, I haven't played it for uh, ooh, about a year. Yeah, but out I, the I like. Played, I, I, I played it for about six months last year. I probably played like a couple hundred hours on it. So exactly, I'm, I'm yeah. So, how did you not know from the beginning? Mind you, I fucked up the tune, to be honest. I mean, with that you, is so, exactly yeah. why. Because you're, Thank you, yeah, because yeah, I fucked yeah, up the yeah. tune. It's the best way, the best way to describe it, to be honest. But yeah, obviously. <laughs> Welcome back, people. Obviously, right. we gave you a little bit of a hint in the uh, intro what we're going to be doing this week. Obviously, you know, with uh, NMI episodes, what we tend to do is sometimes is we do discussion topics, reviews. We do, like, you know, top lists and everything, which we haven't actually done one of those in quite a while, to be honest. But yeah. I don't mind doing them as much anymore. Like, I think you can only do so many top lists to a point, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. It's nice to uh, do something different. And I think it's been a little bit since we've done the discussion yeah, episode we might, as well. I mean, this might be a top list, but I think it's quite a different top list from... Uh... I think also, like, you know, when we did our, like, uh, remakes, uh, remakes we'd like to see made or, like, you know, video game adaptations we'd like to see, they's, those sort of count as a list as well, but it's because we had more of a discussion yeah. about them. Yeah. I think it's, like, a very interesting way to approach it because also your Influx in Time Loops episode, Yeah. we did list, like, films that we liked in regarding tra- time travel, but... There's a lot of discussion as well. Exactly. So. And I think that's the best way to go. And this is going to be one of these topics because I only have a few, I don't have many, I don't have many suggestions, but I think there's going to be a lot of uh, discussion. So. so as James can see, I actually had a lot of games I could have talked about for this, but I whittled them down quite a bit, to be wow. honest with you. Yeah, James is just looking at the list right now because he's finally seen the list for the first time. But yeah, no, obviously, you know, uh, here, as we said at NMI, we're to do discussion topics and everything. You've just had the review for The Flash. We're going to be doing this this week. Obviously, you know, we can't really say how we've been this past week because we're actually recording this at the same time that we did the Flash episode that you just previously you listened to. about how I've been the last half hour in between. The last half an hour has been nice. Well, actually, it's been very fucking warm, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's been... yeah, it's quite warm here. Hopefully, it's not as humid when you go outside, to be honest. Well, I'm completely fine with this temperature. This is, this is cooler than it is in my place. Yes, but I, I have built-in thermal insulation. This <laughs> is, is hell true. for me. That is true. This is, is hell true. for me. Great in the fucking winter. Yeah, and, and it's the opposite. I fucking hate winter. Exactly, yeah. You, you, so I'm a little weedy fucker. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just the way it is. <laughs> oh, it's just the best way to be there sometimes. But yes, obviously, if you want to email into us though and like see what you'd like for us to possibly discuss in the future, I know we've got a retro games episode coming up soon. And one of the big questions we're actually going to be doing that episode is what qualifies something as a retro game or what era qualifies as retro? Because we just had a brief discussion about this off air. Does it, is it the console generation? Is it, you know, what game specifically do we equate it to? Or this is the odd, odd factor because a good friend of ours, Kevin, actually said the suggestion. We won't say his last name. Um, what what about PC games? Does it go by graphics card generation? Because they come out a lot quicker than consoles. I think PC would be a good way to go in regards to quantifying, like, what is a retro game in regard because a lot because obviously you can go back a lot easier with like GOG and stuff like that. Yeah. And to see what retro games you could play. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it could be. But yeah, obviously today people we are actually going to be discussing IP we'd like as animation. Now this could be a film, a TV show, like we're not we're not specifically putting it to a certain like way to actually make this. We're just going to sit we're going to talk about the IP that we want to discuss. And I can say as James has said already, how many did you have in total to actually discuss today? Uh, one and a half. Well, it will be two, but it's a tentative second choice. Oh yeah, and we'll probably have some discussion on points, like in regards to what I've talked about. But I actually had like I'm just counting it. I had fifteen originally. I was going to talk about. 
Wow. So, well, I'll whiff them down very quickly. Zelda, Metal Gear Solid, Infamous, Starship Troopers, Hades, Far Cry, Max Payne, Resident Evil, Bioshock, Assassin's Creed, Crisis, the video game, Devil May Cry, the Metro video game series, Prince of Persia, Uncharted, and Wolfenstein. A lot of different like things to go into. Also, I primarily focused on video games, primarily in, in regards to this. I was mostly trying to think of films and TV. So it was a lot. It was a lot more difficult actually when it came to like other um, IP to actually t- turn into animation yeah. apart from video games because it's been done a lot. To be honest, yeah. obviously, you know, we recently just got the teaser trailer for the uh, Far Cry Blood Dragon animated Netflix show, which is quite interesting. So it's it's um, I think it's called. Um, Bloodhawk or Thunderhawk or something like that would be quite awesome. We're also getting the Splinter Cell TV show as well, animated TV show, which would be quite awesome. But the main reason we were actually going to do this episode, we were supposed to do this a few weeks ago, is because uh, we did the Across the Spider-Verse review for our, for our podcast. And we thought to ourselves, well, Spider-Man has perfected, like the Spider-Verse movies have like perfected the animation film in our opinion like like the actual like storytelling the also like the animation style it's absolutely brilliant how it actually works the thing is that when it comes to animation and ip though there's so much out there because obviously we've recently had the mario movie there's also rumors uh that universal are closing a deal with um possibly it's not specified illumination uh that there's going to be a zelda movie or tv show i hope that doesn't happen though because have you seen any of the illumination movies I'm not sure. So, what. Despicable Me. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. I have seen them. They do very over the top, funny, ha ha type movies, but with Zelda, and obviously they recently did the Mario movie. Mm. But with Zelda, he's a silent protagonist. Is depends on what kind of Zelda you do. It could be the kiddie Zelda, could be the um, you know, the more mature Zelda. I think the more mature Zelda is best. Yeah. Because uh, I think it will it will quite t- it will appeal to a lot of audiences and also you get more of a different tone mm. but illumination doing it they try to pump references into their films constantly like music and zelda doesn't need that yeah that's it, fine. It, we're doing games in, into ip i'm gonna i've got one so i've got three now okay that's perfect then like james looking at the list and that's pretty awesome but i was going to talk about zelda to be honest like it is one of my honorable mentions but i just think i wanted to mention it briefly because i've only really played breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom and I think they are absolutely stunningly beautiful video games and they could easily be translated into a film, like a 90-minute film, basically, or even a two-part saga. But yes, today we're going to discuss that. We'll start off with our honourable mentions, or specifically me, and then we'll get into our top choices. We'll just we'll have a good discussion about them. Maybe some voice actors will have them as we're discussing it. Maybe some directors, because this is more like on the fly, off the top, off the cuff discussion. But yeah, uh, I'm gonna go off my I guess me first because I've got the honorable mentions. Okay. So obviously we spoke about Zelda, so we could not go on that point. But my next one is Bioshock. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I mean, just now I was trying to think of various games, and that's one which it's not one I was going to talk about, but it's one that came to mind, and I kind of discounted it. Because but, uh, it could work, it could work. I know, um, like the Pirates of the Caribbean director, I can't remember his name, Gore Verbinski, I believe. Yeah, so, one, yeah. yeah, he was supposed to be creating a Bioshock movie for quite a few years, yeah, and it's been rumored for years to happen. But I think this, like, um, on another podcast, uh, Double Toasted, they discussed how would it be interesting doing a prequel show to Rapture with the people in Rapture before the main character gets there, like seeing hmm. how Rapture fell? Yeah, that would be good, actually. Exactly. Visually stunning. I think also with a lot of um, animation at the moment. And if you do it in that, if you do it in animation live action, you could get a lot more out of it. Like Arcane did a lot with it. Castlevania. Those are the two I go I've back to primarily. I've still not seen those. Are they both really good, are they? Uh, Castlevania's finished. It's my favourite video game adaptation of all time. Yeah. Arcane is brilliant, but the only reason it's just below Castlevania is because it was only one season and it ends on a cliffhanger. I can tell you that. Alright, fair. That's not a spoiler. Just, it just ends on that because we are getting a season two. It's yeah. confirmed. I'll bet in mind. Yeah, no, cool. So yeah, uh, obviously Bioshock was another one, but it'd be interesting because with Bioshock, there's so many different locate. Well, there's two locations you could do it: Rapture or um, I can't remember the name of the city. I mean, the city in the sky with Bioshock Infinite. Yes. Um, Fingerjig. Yeah. A Fingerjig. Okay, cool. And um, you know, but yeah, with 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 Bioshock itself, though, I think when it comes it'll, it'll to it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Yeah, no, Bioshock. Uh, Infinite. So let's have a quick look. Oh, we'll just wiki it. Yeah, we'll, we'll just Google it. Um, uh, it is in the city of Columbia. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was like an American style name, city, whatnot. But I think because also like with Bioshock, you could do as an anthology series. So you could easily yeah. do each season as a, as the separate games. So you could get three tight seasons for Bioshock, and you could do that really well. 
directors for this. I don't I can't really talk about it, to be honest. Voice actors I can't really talk about as well because it's more of an honourable mention. So uh, obviously those are my two honourable mentions were Zelda. My final one was Hades. Yes, I mean that's gonna be interesting. Um, I'm trying to work out how you would do. It. I suppose there's some good conflict between Hades and his father, but it's. I'm kind of curious to see what your vision is in order to actually uh, make it into an anime. So, with Hades itself, I think the animation in the cutscenes is beautiful as well. Yeah. And you can just and you can literally. I think this is one of the times we could say just bring the main voice cast back from like uh, the video game itself. How like but in terms of, in terms of story, I mean the story is very set the story is as it is because it's a roguelike and it's very clever the way how we do the story but the whole narrative is the gameplay true but the way I see it is have you ever seen the show Russian Doll uh, no I know it but I haven't seen it it's the time influx episode well so it's, it's the Groundhog Day approach yes okay do that I think I think like each episode could end with uh, uh, Zagreus like getting to the next boss and then he gets kicked back to the beginning and then it zooms past and he's like okay how oh, I see, again. I, I, I see. I get you. So I tell you what. Another one, which it sounds similar to your approach, is um, Age of Tomorrow, the film. Yes, that is a perfect way to go about it. I think because like he learns, he repeats, and I think that's a yeah. perfect way to actually approach. It. Yeah, that's fucking brilliant. Like yeah. Edge, thanks, man. Edge of Tomorrow is like a perfect example of doing Hades, and I think people would really like it. You could literally do it as a one-shot season as well. Obviously, we're getting Hades 2, the video game, so when that comes out, we could possibly have a second season of that. Yeah. I'm interested to see how they approach Hades 2. Will it be the same style of like constantly dying each time, going back to the beginning? Because I don't think it would work that way, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But Edge of Tomorrow. Never thought about that. That's yeah, why the lovely I mean, James is here, people. Yeah, that 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 would be a great uh, inspiration if you wanted to do Hades. Yeah. Well, didn't we literally talk about Edge of Tomorrow in the Our Time Influx? We episode? did absolutely. I mean, cause it's a great film. Oh, well, I didn't think of that because they were supposed to be doing a sequel of that. To be honest, but it never. We talked about doing a sequel for that for a very long time. But yeah, those are my honourable mentions, people. Those are my honourable mentions. I think we're gonna hand over to James first, though, and we actually talked about this very, very briefly in the singing intro. I'll just come up with a topic we should do at some point. Okay, let's throw it out there. On here, but. It's because we're talking about Edge of Tomorrow, I've got other films in my head about this. What what films do we feel should have ended earlier than they did? That's kind of good because also I think we should do an ep- we need to do an episode on like shows and films that should have gone longer than they did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good dual ep- That's a good dual episode for a week. I quite like that. Or oh, maybe two two uh, two weeks of uh, nice. recording. Yeah. <laughs> good good topics, people. Getting the topics coming out as we record the episode. This is on the fly recording, people. This is on the fly recording. It's amazing. But yeah, yeah, so obviously a little, you know, little taste as well into what might, what might be to come. Exactly. Perfect tasters indeed. Right. But we're going to hand it over to James now, I think, for... Do you want to start off with the smaller ones first that you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to talk about games, and I've just thought of my, my game. So this is a game that I've always wanted to see on on, a, on the big screen. I've even got an idea as to how to write it. Uh, and it was, a, it was a game which was, at one point, when, uh, soon after it was first released option to be made into a film but um, as with a lot of going to films it fell through very early on and it is the original Deus Ex. The Deus Ex released in the year 2000 that one. Uh, so it's a big conspiracy um, story. Uh, it's, it's all about globe, 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 massive globe trotting conspiracy spy story. You could do so much with this. I would. I just want to see this on the big screen. There's a lot of philosophical aspects to it. So it is a very convoluted plot, and we would have to, and I would advise them to rework some elements. There were some things which didn't work with the story, some things which did. But to me, there's some so much good with this, this story that I would love to see it actually on the screen in some form, if it's not live action, then animation. And actually, I think this would work well as an animation. Yeah, I think like I think when it comes to like like Cyberpunk Edge Runners is a perfect yes. example of like yeah. how you could adapt. Although it. I I'm, I am a Fergus, ooh, I don't know if I'm Fergus six on it. I might even be a five on that one. Do you know what I said? <laughs> I, I, I think yeah. I gave that a seven or an eight. Like I, yeah. I quite liked it, but there were some things I really had issues with. To be honest, like yeah, I really don't like five. the title sequence. I think I'll give it a five for me. I was I, I didn't mind Edge Runners. I love seeing the world of the Cyberpunk game and recognizing it in the animation, but. Uh, it, it didn't massively jive uh, with me. So, let's throw it out there. J.C. Denton. Yep. Who, 
got, got, got a casting choice for that possibly? Throw it out there. Uh, I mean, if it was twenty years ago, probably Keanu Reeves. But you want, I suppose, you want somebody. That's a character in the games who was modelled in order for the player to put their own interpretation of. So I think it's a character which the writer should be able to um, develop in their own way. I, I, I wouldn't mind if characters come across as quite different to how a character comes across in the game. Uh, and so so Nate is showing me something on the screen. Uh, I'm not quite sure who it is. Oh, he wants he, he wants to cast... Um, Christian Bale. Was that Christian Bale? Oh, I thought yeah. it was... Oh, I, I thought it was... Oh, I'm terrible with names. Oh, and he's got a catchphrase. Who's the interstellar guy I'm thinking of with a catchphrase? Oh, all right, all right, all right. That's the one. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. yeah, that's who I thought you were showing me. But no, I wouldn't I wouldn't, I wouldn't. cast Christian Bell in in that. I want to, I probably want to skew a little bit younger and... Well, I'm thinking uh, Christian Bell in the Equilibrium movie. Okay, I see what you mean though. Like, you know... Sunglasses. But there's also somebody who, I know Christian Bell has, yeah, could do this. But I think... You also need to cast two characters when you cast J.C. Denton because you want to cast his brother as well. So I think you want to cast some um, two people who can pass off as brothers who are fairly similar. So J.C. and Paul. So I may have to come back to you on that, but I've got my mind rolling uh, around for ideas. I mean, I'm just sticking with the Batman vibe here. Okay. Robert Pattinson. Yeah, he, he, he's he's roughly. He's, I mean, you believe he's roughly the age of J.C. Denton because I'm not. I'll admit, like you know, preface people, I'm not actually played the original Deus Ex game. I I attempted to play Invisible War a little bit. Yeah, Invisible War is a bit of a disappointment. Um, I I hate the way they decided to start the story in that because the original Deus Ex ends with three very disparate stories, and so they with Invisible War they decided to combine those three begin endings somehow. And make and, and make that starting work as the basis for the, the first story, and I, yeah, I mean I don't hate Invisible War. I think it's it's uh, it, it's a disappointment to a Deus Ex franchise, but it's not it's not a bad game per se for the time for the time. Um, it's okay. I didn't fully jive with the story. There's one or two aspects of it I did like story wise, but yeah, it's all about the original to me. I do like the, the reboots, and I, I like to see how they are trying to build it up into the uh, actual story of the original. Uh, playing the reboots, knowing the original story is really interesting. Uh, but I would love to see the original story on there. Uh, in, in terms of actors, I'm going to have to really think on the fly here. But I suppose one, one of the actors who... An actor, I'm, a young actor I quite like at the moment because I saw him in Bullet Train. Uh, maybe Alan Taylor Johnson. That is, uh, that he's got, and also he's going to be Craven the Hunter now. I did see a silver trailer for that. So, or is that a fan casting? Someone's come up with. Yeah, it's people. Yeah, we're based on Reddit. People having to look through who. Could possibly it's just be trying to make people. It's just people who kind of look similar. I think you need somebody in in their thirties to be fair. Chris Evans. So, but Chris Evans is about what fifty? Is he? Like, Chris Evans 40? is not fifty. Like Chris Evans, I think Chris Evans is like in his DJ. like. Mid to late thirties now, I think. Like I didn't realize, I didn't realize he was as young as that. You might be, but you, but oh, he's forty two. Oh, he's forty two. Okay, he's 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 younger than I thought, and that's fair play. Um, so yeah, I mean, it would work. I probably want somebody. Oh, oh, but wait a minute, we're talking animation. So sorry, there's me thinking about live action. We're talking animation, so we could be thinking about voices. Yes, that's true. So we could be thinking about voices, not it's people true. who look similar. Can't believe we're on the tangent and we're on our own bloody podcast. Yeah, like, do you know what? On the fly, people, it's on the fly. That's fine. So, who could voice JC Denton? Now, that is the question. We don't want it to be as monotone as in the uh, original mm-hmm. game. So, we want somebody who can add a bit of flavour to it. And screw it, I'm going to come up with my original uh, Alan Taylor Johnson, perhaps. But bear in mind that it's a character that I think a writer should be able to uh, change and insert more character into it than there is in the game. I really just want to see the story out there and the the interwoven conspiracy story, kind of like as the episodes go on and, and this like tangled web of conspiracies coming together. That's really what I want to see. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So going on to my choice now, I'm going to talk about Infamous. Do you know Infamous, the video game? Well, I have heard of it. So Infamous, I'm talking about specifically starting off with the first video game, which was the um, the Electric Powers video game. Right. With uh, Cole 
I, can't, I think it's Cole McGrath. No, it's not Cole McGrath. I might be wrong here. I, I might be wrong. Oh, yeah, I was right. Cole McGrath, yeah. So, obviously, he gets uh, energy powers. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, and in the third game, you control Delson, who's played by Troy Baker. So, um, yeah, I love the fact that this was the first game where I, in in PlayStation, where it was like the whole, your powers actually changed to your, the light and the evil side you played and everything. And you could skirt across like metal railings because electric powers and then there was this whole could spear of like this evil creature coming but you didn't know what it was and you had to eventually fight it and then there was the sequel game and whatnot so it was teasing it and then the third game uh you actually had a character who had four powers it was digital neon concrete and i forgot the third one fourth one now but basically yeah. quite visually stunning cool. uh, and there was another character who just controlled neon like actually flowed with neon, which I thought right. I think in animation would be stunning to see as a fire one. Yeah, I could, I could see that. But the way I see, like you know, starting off Comograph, like with the lightning ability, I think I'm sad we never got to see a conclusion to this character. Essentially, like he was teased to possibly come back, but I think having a trilogy of these characters coming and whatnot, and then having because the, also there was like an expansion of a festival of blood, was like a vampire type thing. Goes yeah. the way it goes. I think I just think it worked out quite well to be honest. And again, when it does eventually come to the third game, the way I see it is, um, it's like Avatar: The Last Airbender. What? Four nations, four Earth abilities. You know, you know Earth, Wind, yeah. Fire, Air. And when it comes to Delson uh, Row, the four powers he has, I think they will work out extremely well in animation. And it's this character yeah. who's like, he's kind of a, he's kind of a screw up, but he gets these powers and whatnot. And like, I believe. Uh, Comograph, he's like a courier in the first two games, and like it just goes. I try, I tried playing the first game again, Fair. and but I tried to play it on the PlayStation streaming service. Oh, streaming right. games does not work. Really, they need to release PlayStation. Yeah. They don't have PlayStation free games on PS Five or PS Four because yeah. there was this whole AMD chip thing that went on. They, it's just not backwards compatible. Right, they need to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. You need to be able to play PlayStation 3 games. But anyway, I digress. Animation-wise, I'm actually leaning more towards uh, Castlevania or... Um, uh, to be fair, that studio does pretty well because they also did um, the the Zeus, like the Greek uh, animation thing, which, I've heard, which was pretty stunning. I think for a lot of mine, I think 2D works best. Like, I think... 3D could work, like Arcane style possibly. Actually, mm. Arcane is a good example of it working really well. But I think with these type of things, I'm leaning towards Avatar The Last Airbender style or more specifically, um, Vox Machina. Right. Like they have like a very fluid animation style and it works out really well. So yeah, I think that's uh, that's one of my first picks. So obviously um, we're going to throw back to James now for his uh, his final pick already. Okay, um, well, it's not my final pick. Oh, sorry, got sorry. yeah, you got two more. Yeah, so, so let's go on to your next one. This is going to be controversial because this is me trying to go really go uh, scratch at, not scratch at, I'm, I'm, I'm getting my words at the moment, clutch at straws uh, to find something. But one of the things I did think about was that there have been, well, there was a few years ago anyway, at least one of this, uh, an instance of a sitcom, a live action sitcom being converted into animation. I am thinking the Trailer Park Boys, they did a two series uh, animation uh, a few years back now. And so I did get me thinking, uh, is there any other series that would work as an animation? And so I thought, okay, what what can animation do that a TV series not necessarily can't do, but maybe not as well, maybe be more expensive to do in uh, live action? And I'm thinking something uh, surreal, something which needs, which would have some, some level of surreality to it, or special effects. And so I was thinking, because this is a show which is fully finished, I was thinking maybe you could do some kind of spin-off with it. Uh, maybe taking place after the show's events have finished. And I am thinking The Good Place. Interesting. That would be like... So would you... If you were going to do that show, would you do it like maybe a character, an episode, and then they tie up towards the end, possibly? or? So I would want to, I would want to change it up a kind of quite significantly so if we did maybe have it at where it ended and we take it on a little bit after a little bit after that so we're following new people who have i don't want to give too many yeah spo- of course don't yeah, we have to be careful that, i don't yeah. give too many spoilers for go watch it people it's a fucking brilliant show yeah but i would insert new i would insert new characters in there who new human characters who end up uh screwing up the afterlife somehow somehow and it's um maybe trying to repair it 
And in animation, you could be more like because obviously, not non spoiler. There's a character called Janet who like is essentially the controller of these worlds, essentially like. Um, yeah. And the animation for that style would work out very well and like being able to adjust things much more quickly. It's le- much less CG budget heavy and whatnot. And that's really, yeah, it's really good. And obviously... Because well, it deals with from like demons and, you know, and the afterlife. You can do more even potentially with... You can do more surreal stuff with the uh, that, that concept with animation. Would you make it adult rated or would you keep it like maybe like 12? I'd probably keep it 12, I think. Um, yeah. You might better go to 15, but I don't think I don't think it needs to be adult, adult so I'd probably keep it as 12. Yeah, no, I mean, like, as I said, though, would you obviously have these characters come into it? Because obviously in The Good Place, we meet all the characters in the first episode. Yes, yeah. Would you do the same thing? Would you have established the characters in the first episode or would you do, do like separate characters in episode and then tie up towards the end? I'd introduce them all uh, at the same time in a, in a similar way, but again, I would massively change. It, it would it would be taking place afterwards. It would be a spin-off. It would be a spanner in the works, kind of like how how things are functioning and breaking it essentially, F- finding a way to break uh, that world and then make it interesting from that. Yeah, no, that that's awesome, man. That's 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 really great. So, going on to my next one, uh, we're going to talk about Max Payne. Yeah, I love. I mean, I, I I still need to get around to playing the first one, but I played uh, two and three, and I really love really like those games. I'll admit, I I've never completed any of them. I did oh. play three as well for the most part. I think because like, I think um, enter the, uh, enter the Matrix or um, uh, the Path of Neo, the Matrix yeah. game came out around the same time. I like I like I like three. I mean, I know it's a pipe dream, but I've I've got an idea for for after I finished three, I had an idea for the story that I would. I would do if I did a Max Payne 4. Would you have Mark Wahlberg in it? Oh, fuck off, no. <laughs> I presume you've seen the oh, film. I have seen the film, yes. That film is bad. awful. It is. That's an awful yeah, film. But yeah. I think, like, you could actually, I think, I think this show would be good as black and white. I yeah. think it'd be good as a black and white show with this, like this. It's essentially the Sin City approach. Yeah. Like, I think that would work out really well. And obviously, with Remedy Entertainment, I'd love the idea of basically, like, how I've, I've heard rooms how, like, in the Alan Wake game, you can read books of like detective stories, yes, yeah, and it's Ma- it's it's supposed to be Max Payne. Yeah, I'd love for essentially in the end, to, like you do Max Payne first, then you do Alan Wake, and then yeah. you do Control, and they all come up to this final conclusion. Not like a not like an Avengers style world, but they yeah. are they are all tied together, and it can work out really well. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, because obviously we're getting Alan Wake two in a few months' time. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, I really like first Alan Wake. Um, it's near my birthday, so yeah, fair play. Yeah, yeah, and there's three games coming out near my birthday: Assassin's Creed, Alan Wake, and Spider Man's. Nice. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be eating plentifully, and my wallet's going to cry that week, essentially. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I've always loved the uh, concept of Max Payne. Obviously, you know the idea of bullet time. Obviously, technically, uh, Blade did it first in me- medium. But I've heard someone did it earlier than that. To be honest, I didn't realize that. When, when was Blade? So '98. When was Matrix? 2000 no 99 oh okay you're fair yeah. yeah but i've heard someone did uh uh the slow-mos earlier than blade i need to find that out what happened with us but obviously mm. max Payne brought it into the video game world and how that played out and obviously it was the like neo-noir like uh style you know the gruff detective who does all the constant voiceovers obviously i'm not gonna be the voice actor for max Payne, <laughs> but i think um a good voice actor for this and he's a massive nerd anyway would be carl urban because he's already oh, okay. played Dread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, or uh, I'm just trying to think of actors off the cuff here. Have you seen Reacher? I have not. But you know what I'm on about. I know what you want to Jack, Jack yeah. Reacher. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen the original film with Tom Cruise um, playing right. uh, Jack Reacher, who I believe in describing the books is a big hulking guy. Six foot five muscle so, man. So um, that was perfect casting with Tom Cruise. No, I the mean, writer joke, has said. Joking aside, he was, joking aside, Tom Cruise, I, I, I do actually like uh, Tom, Tom Cruise as an actor and he, he was good in the film. I mean, the act, the author has actually come out and said he actually quite liked Tom Cruise's, yes, I, I believe yeah. he said he did like Tom Cruise in the movies though. So yeah. like, I think that was perfectly fine. And obviously yeah. Tom Cruise is a fucking movie star. Yeah, like, no, no. No, no, no. It's fair yeah, fair. I mean that man saved cinema, as he said. So, right, yeah. I mean, Top Gun did kind of really, did pretty well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But now come back to Max Payne, though. I think like you could easily do the free films or the free free uh, games as a series. You don't even have to do like a long ep- uh, series of episodes because when it came to Castlevania, I keep coming back to it, Netflix. What they did for the first season was they had four episodes for the first season, yep. then six, then eight, then ten. 
Okay. So the extent of the episode okay. counts. But yeah. some episodes of Netflix, there are like 13 or 8 episodes. Like The Witcher, for example, yes. is 8 episodes. You could do this as a 6-episode animation, essentially. And right. like 30, 20, 30-minute 30 episodes, not even that, possibly. And you could tie up this story. Because the first Max Payne game isn't really long. I, I believe it isn't really long, because obviously it's I've, old. I've only played two and three. Yeah, exactly. So we can't really say that to ourselves. But I think I, I'd really like to see how this plays out. And obviously, I'm a big Sin City fan, like the visual style. I think Max Payne will work really well with that. So that's my next pick. So, right, we're going to come to our final picks now. And the reason I wanted to do this um, in reverse order kind of is a little bit, because I know we're going to have a big discussion now in regards to James's final pick. And also, yeah. this was hinted at the beginning. And also, we're definitely going to get into discussion of Netflix as well with this. So I'm going to hand it over to James for his final pick. So, yeah, my final pick is The Witcher. Now, the reason behind this, so I know there's a live-action series. I would love to see The Witcher in, in, in live, as a live-action series. Strange comment since we have it. I don't mind. I'm actually one of those who doesn't mind the series, but especially after the second series, I have been disappointed in how it is diverging so much from the books. Uh, and the second series was a bad adaptation from the books. It was like 1% of the book was in there. And what was in there from the books was done very, very badly. So I would love to see a faithful adaptation of the books. Now, obviously, being so close to there being a live-action version, you can't do another live-action version, version so close to that. So the only other medium would be animation. I feel it's a different enough medium you would be able to get away with it. So I would love to see a animation version which was actually faithful to the, uh, the Witcher saga. We don't need to do the short stories. We go straight into the uh, first uh, book of the saga. And so I know one of the issues with it was, uh, I think from the... I might be wrong, but I think one of the issues that the showrunner had in, in adapting the first book of the saga was actually felt there wasn't enough happening. But honestly, character drama is interesting. So Better Call Saul is one of the best shows uh, made. Now that's live action, but that's, a lot of that is uh, character drama. You can, you can make, I'm sure you can make a good uh, season that was faithful to the first book and to the books in general. So coming off of your point though in regards to like live action and action packed and everything. Yes. The Last of Us is actually a good thing. I know you haven't seen it. I'm not going to spoil yet. it for you. It's on my. It's on a very long list of things to watch. By the way, this is another episode we're doing. By the way, people are going to be doing an episode of The Last of Us season one. Uh, so with James and Fergus, they're actually going to watch the watch season, yeah. and myself and someone else who's played the video game yeah. and seen the show. We will have a discussion on what they thought of the season and they will leave and the other person who's doing the recording with me will stay for the episode and we will discuss how they're going to do season two and how that goes forward and also get their theories first on how they think season two is going to go and then we can have a discussion point about that. But in regards to The Last of Us though, so obviously in the video game you play you fight a lot of human characters. That's that's just and a lot yeah. of like cordyceps is you know mushroom people. Um, but the, dire the director and the creative director of the show said the reason like there isn't as much action, like heavy, like cordyceps action in the first season, which I, people have said this is because they wanted to focus on the human element, like how yeah. dangerous humanity could be. And when that does happen, it's more shocking because it's not consistent. Yeah. And then when it, and they've had, they have said the second season is going to have a lot more, you know, they don't call it zombies. It's infected. There's going to be a lot more on that in the second season because they wanted to establish how the world is broken mm. and how the relationships between people exacerbates when violence happens. I think it's exacerbates the word. When violence happens, it's much more harder hitting. Yeah. And I think you are correct then, like, you know, with character relationships, when you build a good, strong character relationship with someone, when that stuff does hit harder, it yeah. really fucking hits. Yeah, absolutely. And I do agree with you on the second season of The Witcher. Like I, I, I did read up on like what the what the what the, what the book was about, yeah. and I was a bit confused with one of the characters that got killed. Yeah, I mean, I don't care so much. I mean, I didn't mind. Well, I didn't mind as much as other people do because it was a fairly minor character in the books. But there was so much as diversion. There are cat. There are key characters in the story, which from the very first season they have massively fucked up. Um, so I don't understand what they're doing with them. 
obviously with Henry Cavill going to uh, the Warhammer universe now, which has been confirmed. Yes. I believe he's executive producing that as well, possibly. I think I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, so obviously he, he'll he have more creative control. I would have loved it if he was an executive producer of the um, Witcher series. Yeah, because I, I, when, when they said they were being very faithful to the books from the get-go, and as soon as the first season came around with the testicle armor, which a lot of people said... Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't mind that. My issue with the first season, and I quite liked the first season, I was okay with it. I was, I was okay with the first season. Especially with the time jumping? But... I didn't mind that. The issue I have is with the issue I have is with a particular character, and it's uh, Kahe. Okay, yeah, I know. Yeah. He's it, it's, it's not the Kahe from the books at all. And actually, knowing his story from the books, I'm very confused to what the fuck they're doing with that character. And obviously, we had the um, the Blood Origin yeah. miniseries, and that was okay. I oh no, Blood Origin. So I'm thinking of I'm sorry, I'm thinking of the animated film. Yeah, I was thinking of the animated film. That well, the animated film was okay. Um, Blood Origin. I I didn't mind it, but I, it did something a little while to get through. Uh, I can understand why people hated it. It's um, I was shocked yeah. it was four episodes. Yeah. I was actually quite shocked it was four episodes long. Yeah, like because you could have stretched it out a lot more. And also, I predicted how that show was going to go by the end of it. To be honest, and yeah, it did it was really a little bit formulaic. And also, great actors which were yeah. really badly used. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. It was. Uh... I just yeah, but yeah. actually, speaking of uh, Nightmare of the Wolf, really great movie. Obviously, um, animated movie. Yeah, that's the one I thought was alright. Yeah, and we were talking about the uh, the fall of Kermoran. Yeah, like and everything. I thought like how that final battle worked out. If they did that in live action, that budget would have been quite high, to be honest. Yes. That would have been Game of Thrones level, like, final yep. battle budget levels. And I think that's where animation is king in this regard, because it's much cost more effect, costly effective. Yeah, and also, effective, yeah. they could pump up the seasons quicker, possibly. Yeah, you know, the animation, you know, they Maybe. could they could yeah. get two free seasons in the bag and then release those and then work on the next three seasons. Yes, yeah, they could do, yeah. If you were going to do the show, though, yes. uh, would you, um, obviously, you know, with a recent news of Doug Cockle, which is yeah. really sad to hear. Um, you know, um love to him and everything. Uh would you would you try and keep him as the voice actor? Would you maybe bring like all the I video mean, game voice actors I back? I mean if he's not too well if he's not well enough to do it, then you had to think elsewhere. So if I'm gonna think of a replacement you know I'm gonna say Henry Cavill is the second choice. I mean yeah of course. Henry I think Henry Cavill is like obviously the go to for that and I think I think if it was faithful to the books and it's only uh, voiceover. I think he probably. I think he might be actually would, would, would be up for doing it as long as it was faithful. I think getting one of the DC animated Batman voice actors to come and do it would be interesting. Yeah, who do you like, think? Like uh, specifically uh, Bruce Greenwood, who did the Under the Red Hood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I, I actually think he'd be a quite a good Geralt to be honest. Like, um, yeah. like I see, he had that lots of uh, the gruff voice, and but it wasn't like yeah, the Christian Bale. It was, it was like the. Yeah. I don't, necessarily, I don't necessarily think... I mean, I know Geralt has a gruff voice in the games because that was a stylistic choice. I don't necessarily think he necessarily has to have that. What he does need to have is a sense of world weariness. And... Because he's, he's a bit of a philosopher, but he's also very world weary. And that, that, that's the thing that needs to come across in the character. And obviously, I, I believe as these seasons go on, as the books go on, they do get more... Like extravagant, they get bigger, and like, does it get more like battle heavy? I, I want to use the word like battle heavy, or I mean, there are, I mean, there are, I mean, there are battles. There's a big battle in the fifth book. I would say, I mean, it's, it's a lot of it is politics. There's a lot of politics going around. It's a it's a journey. So I mean, if you like the Lord of the Rings, which is a one of the key stories in the Lord of the Rings, is the Hobbit's journey. You've got it's difficult to get really into without spoiling more aspects of it. Of course, I mean, we obviously. But, Sorry, obviously they've stated like the third season of The Witcher, which is Henry Cowell's departure, is going to be a pretty much faithful adaptation of the book. We will probably we will be reviewing the se- Witcher season three, and also yeah. I've got some comments on that in a, in a minute after you, your points. But yeah, I'm I'm a bit concerned with The Witcher season three. I've I've actually seen a fight scene from that. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Fair. Henry Cavill puts his all into it. Nice. And I think that's one thing that really like is going to scare me going forward. I mean, with the it, it, to to be fair, he needs to because if it's what if it's a fight that I'm assuming it is in the books, there is a fight in that book where he does need to put his all into it. Is it a big sequence? It's a key sequence. It's a multi-person sequence. No, not this fight scene I'm thinking of then. Unless I've changed it, but not in the book. 
no, this is like a fight. I don't, I don't, I don't think it is in a book. I think it's just one on one. A fight scene with multiple people involved in it, basically, <clears throat> um, on both sides. Yeah. Uh, but I won't, I won't spoil it for. I say spoil it for you. Read the fucking books. But um, yeah. yeah. So obviously, but with animation though, you could easily do the big, bigger scale battles more because obviously we are getting a Helm's Deep movie. Like the yeah. origin of Helm's Deep and Lord of the Rings. Oh, we have a battle. You have a battle at the end of the third book as well, actually, which is really good. Okay, if they I do mean, that. It's, I mean, it's not as. I mean, the fifth book is where the big battle occurs. So obviously, we have a we have a um, sorry, I had a I had a voice come call come through then, War of the Rohirrim. So we're actually having getting a film called War of the Rohirrim, which is um, War for the Rohirrim. Sorry, uh, which is basically like uh, you know how Helm's Deep was created by someone. I mean, most things are created by someone. Of course. But they're actually doing an animated movie about the King of Rohan, who actually created Helm's Deep, like the legendary king, and he defended against a huge army. Mm. And uh, the voice actor's in it. So Miranda Otto's coming back for it. Uh, Brian Cox is the main character in it from okay. Succession. Uh, Luke uh, Pasquilino, uh, who I actually quite like from uh, The Musketeers, is in it. You probably won't know him. But yeah, so it's interesting how like, you could do different interpretations of things at different time periods. Yeah. I think that works out really well, to be honest. Um, and going by The Witcher, though, I think you are right to say, like, you can do it in a different sense. You can you can do this. So, like, how Lord of the Rings was originally an animation. Right, yeah. You know, in the 70s yes. with Ralph Bakshi. Yeah. Um, it was interesting to want to say this. I don't know if you've ever seen the animated ones. I'm aware of it. They're very interesting series. But maybe in 10 years' time... Like after the witch is gone, we'll get an animated version, or like some studio will like some indie studio will take the chance and create in the Witcher, as yeah. you might say, properly to more more faithful to adaptation. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna leave it on the Witcher there. Obviously, come back for our uh, Witcher free uh, season three review. We'll be doing part one and part two because yeah. they are split a month apart. And I'll tell you this now: if they did, you have some strange things. I know this. No. The reason they split up was because of VFX and all to finish yeah. the VFX, but also. The final two episodes are four and a half hours long. Right. If the final two episodes are not long, there was no reason to split this season up. For which, yeah, for yeah. It, yeah, unless to keep subscribers longer because of Henry Cavill. I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping they're not. One of the things that has put me off watching, well, to be honest, the thing that has put me off watching Stranger Things season four is the episode length. So I like films. You'll love it. I'm not going to lie. I think you'll love it, to be honest. It's right. absolutely brilliant. But yeah, no, with The Witcher yeah. season three, we are going to review it, people, in part one and part two. And I think also James is definitely going to be the here for that review because we we can get to see how, when they keep saying the most faithful adaptation, we could get a percentage yeah. of like, accuracy of how ad, ad, adaptation worthy it was. So we have 1% for the uh, second season. Uh, maybe we could get it to twenty five percent for the second for the third season. Uh, I'm, okay, okay. I'm, I might I might be generous and say five percent for second season. Ooh, five percent, bad boy. Okay, right. So going on to my final choice here is a film series that I always go on about. We are going to talk about Starship Troopers. Right. Yeah. So obviously, Starship Troopers is known as like probably like the granddaddy of like sci fi military like stories like the 1950s it came out like with mech armored suits fighting bugs in space gundam a lot of that suit is a lot of the stuff in gundam is based off of um uh starship troopers with the with the mech suits and everything took inspiration from that and i think obviously there was the 19 there was the 90s animated show which was like cgi animated show there was a 1980s six-part anime that was released which was a faithful adaptation of the book yeah. I tell you this now, the book is dry as fuck. Right. Like Paul Verhoeven and something, some of the cast tried to read the book. He got into two chapters. He went, just give me the fucking cliff notes. Yeah. He could, yeah. he couldn't read the book. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's like fascism and like, it's, it's a very interesting story. And, but I think with Star Trek Troopers, cause um, I want to take inspiration from the 90s show. Each season was what's called a different campaign. They went to different planets. There's different story arcs. There's also like alien races called yeah. the skinnies that like subjugates of the oh, arachnids okay. right. and they, they come into it later on and it's sort of intergalactic war from it and how the human humanity are not the good people. No. Like, Cause you've seen the film, correct? I've not seen a film. You've never seen Starship no, Troopers. No, I've heard a lot about it. Fine. We're putting it on the list. Fair. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's like, it's a big fascist story. Like they are, yeah, it's yeah. literally the, Na- what if the Nazis won and then they were fighting bugs essentially. Right. But the reason I want to do this is an anime. Adam, I don't want to adapt the book. 
I don't. I, I want to do what the show did, the animated show and the film did. I want to adapt it, but further along. Right. I also want to show how taking into account because those did animated films as well, like three D animated films on Netflix. They karate yeah. kick a bug in that movie. It's very fucking okay. hilarious, and they're like fourteen, like 12, 14 feet tall. Right. I love to do campaigns again. I like to go to different planets. I would learn to, the final, or because also the show ended on Earth, but it never had an ending. It stopped. They yeah. didn't. Sorry, not my microphone there. They didn't finish the show, and I'd love for them to do campaigns again, break the story forward. But I'd actually like to sort of like see what if the what if the Federation started having breakups essentially. Like, what if the Federation started to lean more to the left and with the arachnid threat and everything and could you see like rogue factions getting together and stuff like that and make it more complicated and seeing the obviously it showed the more right side of the mili- the military yeah. and the political views of how the bugs were evil now don't get me wrong they do kill like mutilate rip apart people i saw this film when i was nine my oh. mom thought it was a star wars movie she was so wrong oh. in the first five minutes yeah. and she was like i can't get any worse fucking did um there's an entire sequence where they're like they're at this base and there's a hundred thousand bugs coming at them it's just such an action-packed film and series yeah. that i think could work out really well and also with it being the grand one of the granddaddies of sci-fi animation sci-fi and with uh you know isaac asimov you know isaac asimov yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he did a recent show he had a recent book of his foundation the foundation series right. has been made into a show cool. it's sort of like an unfilmable show essentially it's yeah. been made on apple tv I think looking back on authors from the 50s and 60s and doing adaptations of that differently would work out quite well. And using anime as a basis, you could do a lot more outlandish stuff with it. Mm. I'm looking at Cyberpunk Hedronis as, as an idea for this. I'm looking at uh, the original Star Wars, uh, size, the original Star Trek Troopers anime. But also, I'm looking at stuff like um, the anime. Did you ever see the Animatrix? No. Basically, what and Star, uh, Star Wars Visions did it more recently, where they gave the IP to multiple animation studios, oh. and they did their own inter- they did their own stories, short stories in different animation formats. So yeah. the recent season had an Ardman, okay, like that's Chicken Run style yeah. Star Wars yeah, yeah, animation. Yeah. Awesome comment. But there was yeah, there was a there was a French one, there was a Japanese one. Like you know, I'd love to see each season done by a different animation studio, possibly, mm. but seeing different campaigns from different people's viewpoints and different. So stories. we should do a self-part version. Do you know what? Fuck it. Give it to Trey Park and um and and and, and, and Trey and Stone. Is it Trey Park? Or Trey, Trey Stone? Parker and yeah, um, something like that. Park and Stone. Park yeah, and Stone. Yeah, we'll just call Park, Park and Park Stone. Uh, the um, uh, team Team America guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'd I'd love Starship Troops to happen because going off of the films, they got fucking awful. By the way, there's a massive religious thing in the third one. Like right. they, and there's like, there's a really cheesy Christian military song and like, it's a good day to die if you know the reason why. It's very fucking cheesy. Oh. And I don't know, I just, I just, I'm just going off of like, we're getting Splinter, we're getting a Splinter Cell, we're getting Assassin's Creed animation, we're getting, we're getting a Robocop video game coming out soon, right. which is supposed to be quite interesting. I'd like for that. I'd like more Verhoeven stuff, like Total Recall, possibly. Like yeah. seeing we got a remake of that. Still need to watch it. Well, I want to, I want to watch the original. Still need to watch. Oh uh, yeah, it's, it's fucking hilarious. But we got a remake of Total Recall, and Starship Troopers has been the property that they keep saying for years and decades now because mm. it's over twenty five years old at this point. Yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna create a TV show in it, but it's really difficult to do because of the whole Nazi inspired military aspect of it how do you do a show like this and everything yeah there are certain shows i've done it um but how do you approach it and i think animation would be the best way to do it because you could go outlandish and mech suits and very anime inspired it's yeah. literally anime is inspired from starship troopers you don't know i see it working come full circle literally come full circle with it and i think that'd be really great to do and voice actors you could get the original voice cast back because i know a few of them came back for the 3D animated movies. Could work quite well, but we'll see how it goes. To be honest, but that is my that is my final pick. To be honest, and yeah, again, I'm I'm very passionate about the series. I talk about my favorite film, The Last Starfighter, if I could, but I can't really have don't really have any ideas for that. So mm. yeah, but the Sashus was my final pick. So yeah, like yeah. Sh- shorter episode today. Yeah, but a good episode. So I think we've uh, done well. Yeah, no, definitely indeed. So, definitely uh, indeed. We need to cancel the Netflix um, TV. Netflix, uh, which is series and get a animation series faithful to it. Let's give instead. Liam Hemsworth a chance. So no, I, I, I agree. I'm happy to. To be fair, the third 
the third book is my favourite of the books, my, my personal favourite. So if they do that well... If they do it well, then, I'm, then, I'll, be, then I'll, I'll be happier. It's really sad also that if they do it well and Henry Cavill's still leaving... Yeah, that's really sad to be honest. And the third, the third book introduces my favourite character in the Witcher series as well. Okay, so interesting. I can say the name of the character. No, let's leave that. Let's leave. Let's leave that for the review. I think it's best because also it might be a big spoiler for people. Uh, that's why been a couple of years. I mean, is he in the game? He's in uh, one of the DLCs. Blood, blood. Uh, he's, in, he's in Blood and Wine. Okay, yeah. So. I think I know maybe the character you're on about possibly, but we won't say it on the podcast. But yeah, we're going to leave it there today, people. Uh, the next episode we're going to be doing is actually going to be the Summer Game Showcase. Um, I think that's the title we're going to give it because there was Ubisoft, PlayStation, Nintendo. The reason we delayed that episode is because Nintendo had a direct two-day of recording and we thought they were eventually going to announce the Switch 2. They're not yet. I'm holding out for Gamescom. They haven't done a live show in years. I think there's a reason why there is, because also they kind of need to release a new console now. It's like starting to show. Mm-hmm. Our next episode is going to be the summer showcase. Me and Chad's going to be going through that, finding out what our favorite games are going to be. May have a guest or two extra on that, and we'll go through that. So yeah, and then we're also going to be doing, as mentioned earlier, a retro games episode. A retro games retrospective. Yeah. That's how I quite like that title, to be honest. It needs to be old enough, but not too recent to make us feel old. And that's the thing, people, what we want to say to you. Right, so the question we want to put to you people is, what do you qualify as a retro video game? Is it the console generation, starting with, let's say, before the PlayStation 1, the, the, the push of 3D, you know, 3D video game graphics, was, is, that the, that, is that the end of the retro era for you? Or was it the PlayStation 2, where we started going into the second generation of video game consoles from the Nintendo 64 to the GameCube and the PlayStation 2, the PlayStation 2? Because that is over 20 years old by that point. You're 22 years old now. But yeah, send in, send in those questions. Or, or is it a specific video game? Do you tie it to a specific video game for yourself? That you feel that the first game you played or the game we saw the massive leap in technology, that's when you qualify as, that's when retro games ended for you. To do that, email us at nmipodcast.outlook.com. That's nmipodcast.outlook.com. Or DM us on our socials at nmicast on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, we're going to leave it there today, people. Um, always love to hear from you. This was more of a on-the-fly episode today. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we will see you next time. Stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.